All right, so I'm a little late on the uptake. Hey, it's a Monday, right? And so what's the best thing I can do for you on a Monday coming in, dropping this podcast late? I know what I'm... The best thing I can do for you is to hurt your feelings and to make you think less of yourself. I think that's what I'm going to do. And I hope that by the end of me doing that, you'll actually appreciate that. Uh, Because what Jesus said is true. Blessed are you when you know what you're about. Blessed is you. I know that that's not the translation. Blessed are you when you know what you bout. But you know what you bout. Let's not try to deny that. And I think facing it is the key. It's Amen Brother Ben, the podcast that keeps you focused on God and acting like Jesus. It's Pastor Ben here. Thank you so much for listening. And hopefully you'll stick around. I know you're like, you already said you were going to hurt my feelings and make me feel bad. I I still want you to stick around, though. So it's going to be good. See, we started this past Sunday, uh, if you're you're not a member of our church or not an attender of our church that watches either in person or online, uh, we started a new series uh, called How to Be Blessed. It's about the Beatitudes, which is the beginning. Uh, The the Beatitudes are not like, isn't that the beehive? Beyonce's followers. This is not that. <laughs> this is beatitude. Just means blessed and happy, uh, and ex- actually extremely blessed. And the beatitudes kick off the Sermon on the Mount, which is like Jesus's greatest hits. This is like a great. If you're trying to get to know Jesus uh, from a, a really quick or precursory reading of the Bible, go to Matthew 5, read the Sermon on the Mount. He lays it out. And here's the thing about those teachings. You recognize a lot of them as popular, but there's a lot of them in this Sermon on the Mount that are kind of like hard to pull off, which I think is the point, right? Because Jesus came and he started to give some new meaning to a lot of God's word that had already been established, right? He was deepening these truths. He was applying them in a, uh, in a, a deep spiritual sense. And he started off in Matthew uh, five, three, the first beatitude that I want to look at. We looked at three this past Sunday. I'm going to sort of, uh, revisit them a little bit this week. Uh, Matthew five, three says this, and this is a interesting one for him to start off like his biggest sermon, his most popular bits of teaching, he starts it all off by saying this, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And again, what a way to start off because you have all these people wanting to know how to do life big, how to live your best life now, how what Jesus is going to do for them and how he's going to make their life better and and how, how we're going to stick it to the man and whoever else is oppressing them. And Jesus says, hey, guess what? You, here, let me show you what it means to be blessed. And one of the first and foremost things that, that it means to be blessed is to be poor in spirit. Now, there's a reason for that, right? Because poor in spirit doesn't mean necessarily the, the worse you are off, the better. Here's the thing, and here's the danger that that we tend to believe in this day and time, in this area. um, Maybe you're listening from all around the world, so maybe it doesn't apply to you. But I've noticed in the Bible Belt of the South, we have an issue. Like, 
It's almost harder to find genuine converts and gen- or genuine Christians, genuine followers of Jesus in a culture that is so permeated with Christianese, so uh, so soaked in the in God's word in a kind of a pseudo sense, kind of a, a halfway um, way that uh, it's it's almost easier to go to you know, some country, some third world country or some other continent where they don't even know it, you know, they don't know the name of Jesus. They don't know the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and start from scratch because you've got all these people running around and they think they're good people, right? They, they, they came up in a good Christian home, allegedly, and they went to church most of the time and they, and they, they didn't drink and didn't cuss and didn't hang out with with people that did you know and they 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 were straight laced they were uh they they were good productive members of society and yet all the while they are rotten inside they do that stuff not everybody again just hear me out this is a type this is a a pattern and a and a a condition that we all could fall uh, victim to where we think we're doing the right things and on the surface we look good and then on the inside as Jesus said about the Pharisees you're whitewashed tombs right on the inside on the outside you look nice and fresh a fresh coat of paint but on the inside you smell like death because that's what's going on in there is death right and so Jesus says Listen, it's not about, and he made this clear in a lot of his other teachings, it's not about just doing the right things. It's not about, uh, you know, having good habits. Um, you know, he even talked about how, you know, he, he, he made this story up to explain things. He said, if you're, you could be a Pharisee, you could be like a, a religious leader and, and you talk and, and you tithe and you fast and you pray and you, you obey all these different laws and, and rules. And, and yet if you're prideful, and you look down on other people and you just you you put your hope and your uh your faith in your goodness then you're not justified before God. He says but the one that knows what they're about. Again, that's the New Suggs translation. Know what you're about. The person that knows that they're a piece of garbage, the person that knows that apart from Christ we cannot do good, that this is not possible without him, that that in our default setting, we are sinners, we are enemies of God, destined for hell forever. And if we do not know that, we will not inherit the kingdom of God. And so that's why it, it blows my mind and it frustrates me and it's something I have to regularly make sure I don't do to my kids. Where I mean, like I know preacher's kids that came up in the church, like in that particular, you know, like with their parents as preachers and church leaders, and yet they think that it's their their good works that's justifying them. They think that they're going to inherit the kingdom of God because they're good people. And Jesus says, you're not blessed if you think that way. You're blessed when you are willing to face the fact that you are spiritually broken. You are poor. In, in fact, if you go back and look in the original language of that phrase, poor in spirit, it's kind of like a beggar. You ever seen someone begging for food or begging for money? They know, they are fully aware that they are without if they're truly begging. I know there's kind men out there. It's fine. But I'm talking about those that are truly begging, that truly have nothing. And in those times, you would see beggars who... Who, if they didn't, if you, you know, if you didn't drop a coin in their, their hand or drop a, a piece of bread in their hand, they might die in the next day or so because they literally had nothing. 
And Jesus is saying, that's, that's like you, that's what you're like in your soul. And if you do that, if you know that, if you're broken and you know it, you will eventually inherit the kingdom of God. Because when you know that you're broken, you recognize your need for him. Right? And so my encouragement for you today is to make sure that you don't forget, even if you're doing good, right? Even if you're better than you were, even if you've avoided certain things that other people uh, haven't, maybe your pet sins are a little less destructive than someone you know. That doesn't mean that you, (laughs) doesn't mean you're not poor in spirit. I was going to say something else. I'm just going to wrap this up because that would open a whole new can of worms. All I'm saying, blessed are you when you know how much you need Jesus.